0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special number of The Marseille View. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm hosting you tonight. Stefan having a well-deserved holiday. Um, typical that him and uh, Lewis <laughs> recorded an episode and then everything went to shit the next day. Uh, but that's the nature of OM. It's uh, it's unexpected. So we'll discuss the Sampoli departure and our new manager. So we will be joined shortly halfway through by a a friend of ours who, thanks to Jeremy, has recommended him an expert on Italian football to try and get an insight into Igor Tudor, the new manager. But in the meantime, I'm joined by Julien.
1: How are you, mate? Hello. Hi, Ben. Hi, everyone. Oh, well, very good. Uh, Just uh, in a way, very happy to to, uh, to be able to talk about, uh, about the situation. It's been a while since the, uh, the last spot. So, um, yeah, since the awards.
0: Yeah, yeah it was the awards
1: it. and it was like the... We were on a big high after the end of the season and, of course, <laughs> you know, like back to square one. Of well, course,
0: it wasn't going to little, last.
1: A uh, little trouble. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Delighted uh, otherwise.
0: Cool. And we have Albon as a guest. Albon's been with us before, but welcome back, mate. How are you? Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm top of the world.
2: Um, well... I wouldn't say top of the world, obviously, given given that we lost our our, our coach, obviously, but uh, I mean, in my life, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good.
0: Uh, guys, we'll, we'll crack on because we've got a guest joining us. I guess in typical OM fashion, it was quiet, but maybe too quiet. And all of the, the Vonto OM rumours started re-emerging and all this bullshit, and then about, I think it was about a couple of weeks ago. The first, the first rumours started to appear that Sampoli. So just after Ribalta joined uh, Longoria's team, they went out to Brazil to spend time with Sampoli, and, and, and rumours started appearing of, of cracks in the foundations. Apparently, Sampoli was was unhappy with the progress on the mercato. Apparently, he was unhappy that um we were taking too long to replace Camara, that, that we couldn't do Saliba. So. Rumors started appearing that there was there was some dissension and that, that he wasn't potentially going to kind of going to stay with us. Ten days later, he came back. Two days of pre-season, and lo and behold, he's resigned. Um, I think you know before we we go into the detail of that, just the context of it. So he's walked away um, honourably. He's, him and his staff have forfeited, so they've all resigned. They're not going to take any payouts or anything like that. So they, they didn't play the game and wait to get sacked or anything like that. So respect to that on that front. Timing-wise, personally, I'd rather he do it now than, than in, in two months in, in, in August, like Belisar did, and, and leaves very little time for the new coach to, to, to sign players and all of that. But what, what did you think, Julian? Was it total shock
1: well, to to be fair, um, yeah, of course, like the fi- the the first minutes after it or the, within an hour, it was a big shock, and I remember also from the from a, from a Twitter group we were all like astonished and and disappointed and, and shocked. Um, but then again, when you start to think a bit and uh, and, and and remember a bit like the last declaration from uh, from Paulo, uh Already, already, I think already in March or in April there were signs of uh, of of, it was of just
0: him. The he, of the game yeah,
1: that. yeah, exactly. There was this point, and I think might have been even before, like innuendos when, in when of of you know, like you know, you know, like putting a bit of pressure on on McCourt, you know, here and there, and I think already like last year, like good during the season, and and yeah, yeah, and also towards the end. So, yeah. I, I I guess like it was in the air. Uh, there would it was be a, possibility. a lot.
0: Possibility, yeah. It was always a. possibility.
1: Yeah, it was a possibility, and also given the, the, the nature of the guy, like the the sort of unstable na- nature of of uh, of Sampoli, who rarely has been uh, more than two years anywhere, more than two seasons anywhere, often more like one season than than two. Yep. Um. You know, th- given all that. When you actually think, no, you cannot exactly exactly be surprised, and especially like, um, if he was, you know, like he he's him considering that him would be back in in Champions League, I think, uh, also at this point in his career, the last thing he wanted was to to be like uh, humiliated, you know, in the in in Champions League. And, and i think he, he know
0: OM, OM have a uh, have history yeah. with that recently yeah
1: they have a, they have a recent history with that yeah and 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 him being um you know like giving giving his nature and i don't think he's a money man he's more of a you know of a football man and et cetera and he he knew that you know us being tier 4 and we basically we don't have a champions league team at the moment you know we have maybe three four players that that are champions league level and that that that's it and you know he saw all that coming, and he was like, okay, well then you know I'm off. And as you said, you know everything happened in a gentle in a gentlemanly way on, on on that front. So you know we have to move on. Not not no choice, no other choice.
0: Yeah, Albon, how how what was your first feeling? I mean, I remember you you actually texted me saying, "Fuck this, I'm done with OM."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, It was like, when I when I saw this, I was like, what the fuck? Really, really. <laughs> But now, now, now that I've been thinking about it, and now that um, that the news is is is, is here and it's been uh, uh, it's been digested for a few days, uh, I I am actually okay with it. Um, because, uh, like you said, like you said in the beginning of the the the, the broadcast, basically was saying that uh, it's better now, it's better now than uh, than at the beginning of the season or later on in the season. Well, I feel. Exactly like like that. Um, it's just that the only thing is I'm still a little bit disappointed because um, honestly I was picturing uh, Sam paoli doing like great things with us uh, at least for one more year, uh, trying to push us forward. You know, so I'm a bit disappointed that he's not going to be able to. But then again, if he felt that um, the the, the, the the means put in place in order to do something honourable in Champions League weren't were there. Um, fair enough, fair enough. I'd rather I'd rather him say no. I'm not going to be able to do anything with the current team and with like the direction that the the, the, the mercato is taking. Uh, rather than say rather than trying and failing uh, um, and um, yeah, that's 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 pretty much my feeling about
0: it. Yeah, I I agree with both of you, and I think it's, yeah. it's both things at the same time, isn't it? It's like if he'd have carried on, we'd have all been like fair play. He's soldiering on, he's continuing and stuff. But then we yeah. all know that the first the first sort of little wobble or the first bad run of results, and we would have all been pissed off about his his dodgy lineups and his weird tactics, and the players would have gotten frustrated because they would have been like, why you know it's not working. It, why is he not listening to us after last season? Why has he not learned? So it was in a way inevit- there was an air of inevitability that it wasn't going to go as smoothly as last season, even if he had stayed. Um and, and the only way that maybe it would have done is if he would have been backed with a decent budget and they would have, you know, we would have somehow signed the experienced players he wants. But um yeah, I think all all things considered, the timing's probably the best timing for for all parties. We can we can start with a new coach fresh. There's a whole transfer window ahead of us. A whole preseason, so the new coach can put his mm-hmm. ideas in place. It's just a shame, but um, I think to, to echo your sentiment, Albions, especially, it's just a shame the lack of stability. You know, we've had ten yeah. different coaches in the last ten years.
2: Yeah. 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 it's just, uh, it's just something I was reading uh, a few days ago that, uh, like, basically, people, some, some media was asking the question. Some media that I follow on uh, on Instagram actually was asking the question: Is OM the 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 most unstable uh, club in um, in in Europe actually and uh, I'm I'm not sure it's not the case actually no,
0: we can't actually that. we might
2: be we might be the most instable stable club in uh in in the whole of Europe I don't know but if if we're not we're probably in the top uh, top three four clubs. That are very very unstable.
0: Yes. Yeah. I guess. Um. I guess just to to the debate. You know, we can we can debate, but it what's done is done. But I guess, I mean, from a fan view, it's always difficult with regards to his reasons because, you know, I I remember saying this when we did the, just before the awards or even after the award show when it was just like, you know, I just got this feeling. I don't know why this whole McCourt coming down on the pitch and taking everybody having a big hug and being super ecstatic after this Strasbourg win. You know, McCourt saying Oem U-M is back. I thought finally the guys understood he's going to he's going to spend a bit of money because with the tv money with our, our deficits reducing Longoria's done a good clean up job with the salaries you know I was sort of hoping that he would back um Sampoli in the, in the market so n- nothing crazy yeah. but he would spend a bit of money um but I, I guess it's just that frustration again that if he's walking away for the reasons he's walking away, my main fear was who the fuck, what kind of manager is going to want to walk into this, this situation knowing he's not going to have any money, knowing that he's going to go into Champions League, which is a bigger name with quite a young squad. Um, do, you, do you sort of, you know, we and and we don't know the behind the scenes, maybe they fell out or whatever reason, but if the reasons that are being stated are true, what would you have done, junior You know, what would you do in, in his case? I mean, would you, would you stay and fight or would you just go... Well if you're not going to back me even though I've proven what I'm worth,
1: what's the point? Uh you know, in the case of Sampaoli? Yeah. If I was Sampaoli? wow it's I think it's very hard for me to to put know, myself in his <laughs> shoes. Yeah, yeah, I had to put myself in his shoes. Um no, no, I I'm I, I don't know if I can exactly answer the question, but I must say like it's a bit what we said before. Like I understand his um you know, I understand the rationality behind the the choice of uh of like stepping away like that, of going away like that. Um, I think um, a, bit of, um, a bit of a bit of critical way would be say like you know he was not up for the challenge. or, You know he was not. Maybe he just got a bit uh, afraid. Is a big word, but he got a bit like uh, worried that that you know that he wouldn't have the weapons to fight. Uh, uh. And I think also we cannot take into uh, we have to take also take into account the fact that you know it's going to be tough even for top three this season in Ligue 1. I mean, it's going to be tough every year, but we arguably might think that there's not going to be a, a second year in a row where, for example, Monaco would be so inconsistent. Lyon, Lyon that were like basically, um, uh, you know, extremely, yeah, ex- exactly. Like very bad uh, last season. Uh, you know, they, um, it seems like they're back, you know, they, they will see how it will take, you know, the, Let's get our old glories back home, but um, but you know, I was worried if they would have done all the all the players there that was announced there. I was like, whoa, Lyon is gonna be strong. No, it's okay. It's only Lacazette and uh, apparently Vertu is not coming, and um, so they, they didn't manage. they didn't manage to get uh, Sinistera from uh, Eindhoven. That would have been uh, extera And a few other guys mm-hmm. like so. I'm not that worried about Lyon, but still, you know, they are stronger. They will be stronger than last season, most probably. Monaco will be there. No reason why Hen wouldn't be strong on the follow-up. So, he, uh, and you know, and there can always be a surprise or two. So, top three is gonna be tough, and especially if we have to play Champions League and and we don't have a strong enough lineup, we'll drop points uh, on the road and and ah, uh, you know. So I think all that taking all that into account, I think uh, Sampoli said no, I don't want any of that. I have too much to lose. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you um? I guess I'd want a similar sort of question is like, you know, he's he's complained. That, well, one of the complaints apparently was, you know, the 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 was taking too long, and we missed out on our targets. And there was this whole confusion with the density. Do we have money? Do we not have money? We're we going to have restrictions. And also, his his main complaint was he won. We know that he likes to have his squad in place early for the preseason. But do you, do you think that maybe? I mean, we don't know, right? But do you think if he'd have waited? Because Longoria wanted to play the long game and, and wait for opportunities in the market, do you think that would have made a difference?
2: Um, I think I think you already know my point of view on that, then, um, because we discussed that before. Uh, it's actually uh, my point of view is I, I actually agree with Sampaoli. I think uh, we need, and Sampoli, and we need as a club to be able to build a, a, a team quite quickly we be we, we need to be able to have like maybe not all the players that we're going to have for the start of the season but we need to to have like a good number of players that are going to join our club uh, early at early stage to be able to um, to have a good preparation and to be uh, therefore to to be competitive uh, you know at the, at the from the very beginning of the season um most of the time like uh, like several there's several seasons where we can see that we've had players uh, in the late stage of the mercato, and um, and in the end uh, we we had a really really shaky start, you know. So I think uh, if I had if I if I was in Sampoli's shoes, I would have I would have said the same thing. I would have said um, I don't care about what's going on with the, the NCG. Um, all I care about is it, am I going to be able to get some players early to be able to start working with them early and get that preparation in order so that we can be competitive from the very beginning and 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 succeed in our season, you know. Uh, he wasn't given those guarantees, so I totally understand uh, where he's coming from. Simple.
0: Yeah, it's it's a hard one to judge because it's yeah. it's important to have this preparation and plus You've got this. It's a weird year with this World Cup bag in the middle, so. Mm-hmm. His, his system and, and the, you know, you saw last year. I mean, the, the physical level of the players, they were rinsed. And obviously, because there wasn't much turnover, that's one of the reasons. But, you know, the, the players were a bit tired towards the end. And you can only imagine the damage that, that a break in the half middle of the season would do. And his his sort of, his, his fear and his staff's fear thinking, Christ, you know, how are we going to cope with this? Um, even though it's the same problem for every team. But it's just, yeah, it just, it I mean... I guess it brings us on to the final point about Sampoli is that you know when you look back, I'd rather it ends this way. It doesn't tarnish his his good season that he did have, and even the the, the, the end of the season when he when he arrived, he finished honourably. Yeah. You know he 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 accomplished a mission. He you know if you'd have asked me last year, you know European Cup semi final and and second in the league, I'd have bitten your hand off, and he did that. So that's I guess the final the final topic on Sampoli is um you know what what will you what what sort of memory will you keep of his legacy and and how will it how will it be remembered julia um
1: i think yeah uh, a a uh, a true like a true passionate uh, uh, a, a character um and i i really think he's you know for example if if we take his uh the message he put on instagram like to 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 thank the crowd and to to thank uh, OM supporters and to explain a bit how it is, and the words he uses, and this sort of like um, the man knows how to be simple uh, uh, and and you know direct in, in in the in the moment, and and also he knows to to touch your heart in a way like he, he's um is uh, a you know I, either you love him or you or, or or you hate him almost, but he's he's really not a, a, a a character that that you know that will uh, that leaves people indifferent and and i think for the majority of people you you know he's a lovable character uh because uh, you know when you love football you is this sort of uh sort of like you know a bit like a true figure a bit like old-school hero of uh, of this game uh, he feels a bit almost out of place in a way in 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 this modern football that is more and more polished and and you know like uh, how would I put it? Gentrified in many cases, and and uh, corporate and all that. He feels almost out of place, and that's great. You know, we need characters like that. So um, I think I remember that. It's sort of like, sort of bit like bit weird gentleman, and and at the same time like a crazy, you know, a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know i i I'll, I'll, I'll like him like I definitely like like this guy even though he has his fault and he has his limit as a coach. I don't think all altogether, I don't think he's among the the top uh, ten or top twenty uh, um, coaches uh, you know in the world at the moment. I think he's is below that, but I like the guy. I definitely like the guy and yeah and and I globally thank him for uh, for his job at om definitely.
0: Nice. I, I love the fact you've you've touched on the human aspect, which is cool. Um, and it, it, it's all true what you said. You know, it's quite poetic in a way. He is he's a bit one of those those last romantics, isn't he? And,
1: um, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's good, but it's, it was good to have him at OM and his passion and and his madness in a way, as frustrating as he was. I guess Alban, you, you've got you've got the the, the 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 sort of analytical part now. I mean, as frustrating as he was at times, football wise and tactic wise and and starting eleven wise, there was still some good, no? Yeah, and
2: actually, uh somebody struck me as because everyone was saying that uh, this guy was uh, was crazy, was was passionate, etc. So yes, I could I could see how passionate he was about the game, about about football, and about about uh, about his his players. You know, that were in a sense like a, a bit a bit like his children. Like you know, the relationship he had with Ganduzi. I saw that Ganduzi uh, wrote a message um about him so you can see how uh, how he, he he did affect some some of the players we had uh in a way but i don't think uh that he was as crazy as people used to say um i remember seeing before he started the season with us i remember seeing seeing him invading the pitch uh in brazil uh with his team i can't remember the name of the team but uh, basically, yeah, I remember this image of him like going to the referee in the middle of the pitch and stuff. So I was expecting this. I was expecting, oh, you know, when he when he came to Marseille, I was like, oh, if he does that, that's not the kind of crazy we want, you know? Yeah, um, there were and the ends, end, early early in the
0: season, yeah. you know, Nice, Nice. Yeah, yeah but it was it was, not,
2: it was not it was not. Honestly, honestly, I felt I felt like the man. Yes, he was crazy, but not as crazy as I, as I had pictured it. And so I like this kind of crazy because this is the kind of crazy we like in Marseille. This is the kind of crazy that the fans have, you know, Um, when you go when you go to Velodrome, this is the kind of crazy that you can find inside the inside the the, the stands, you know. So I kind of like the passion and his fire um, because in the end it wasn't it it wasn't too much you know um uh, so this is what i remember from from san paoli the, the 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 craziness but but also the uh the passion yes but it's also the how can i say that uh basically he was nice he was he, he, he i i I've, i was picturing him as a bit like uh even in conference you know during conferences i was picturing him as. Being fiery and stuff, and actually not really. He makes really good points. He's he, 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 he's very calm, you know. That, so I also remember that um, about him. Um, and also, obviously, thank you for for that second round because if I remember well, um, it, it 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 didn't happen so often lately. Uh, the last time we had it was with uh, Vilas Boas. But the thing is, with Villas Boas, we benefited from uh, from the from the COVID, you know, from the COVID situation, uh, with the the championship being stopped and everything, and, and 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 us being second at the time it stopped. But this time, we went through the whole season. We thought we might not get the second place, and I've, I've I loved I loved the, the 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 actually the final money time, you know um where where we won that, that 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 game against Strasbourg 4-0 we could have won 5-0 because there was a penalty i thought that was madness and i loved San Paulo's reaction as well on that game so this is the kind of thing i will remember
0: yeah yeah, yeah i i agree let's just keep the, the good memories in place i mean football wise yeah. it was frustrating there were loads of games where the build-up yeah. was too slow and then there were other games when it was quite spectacular i mean you know we i, I mean personally The the performance as a way to Monaco and Lens this year, Um, Mm -hmm. it's been a long, long time since I've I've seen, OM, probably since Deschamps, that we were so dominant and we had that game plan so perfect um, against decent teams as well. And it's, you know, there was a game plan, love or hate it, it had its limits when it wasn't working very well in in, in sort of January and February when Under was scoring goals and everybody else was a bit shit and we drew it home to Lille and we lost to Monaco um i we i would also remember the, the you know the, the a lot of home losses and draws that, that could have cost us but fortunately it didn't but in, in football wise you know we saw some good things i mean you know there was some some really good really good actions some really good build up play the defending was was you know there was a lot of playing the offside trap and trying to catch the the, the attackers out um, so there, there was a method to the madness, but overall it was, you know, it was it, it was probably more frustrating for most people. I enjoyed it despite the frustrations, but the legacy is we finished second. He got us back into Champions League. He fulfilled the objective he was set um, with 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 a you know rebuilt team as well. You know he had he had a whole new squad last season at the start, and he he said to 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 Longoria, uh, you know, go and get this Jackson boy. I, I saw him in Brazil, best player in Brazil, and and he was right, and he managed to 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 incorporate Jerson uh, and to to integrate him into European football and and get him scoring towards the end of the season, which which puts him in good stead for next year. Genduzi he transformed him, as Genduzi said, you know, he was like a dad to him. He he sort of helped him mature and um and develop uh you know develop a, that that sort of mean streak and winning mentality. So. It was good. He, he resurrected Payet. You know, Payet had one of his best seasons with us last year. So there was there was a lot of good. Um, I guess if there's anything that you could say to him, what would it be to finish off on him? What would I say to him? Well, first
2: of all, thank you, because, um, like I said, we're second. So probably if we're finished fourth, and we could have finished fourth. If we had finished fourth, I would I would have probably been angry at him. But the fact is, we're second. So thank you for for this. Uh, it's going to help us build for the for the, for, for, for the future. You know. Um, what would I say to him? The only thing I I, I would say to him is that yeah, I, actually, if I if I could have him in a room with me right now, I would probably ask him a, about some choices they made during the season. You know some choices they made, and why did you think? Why did he think it was a good idea at a time, uh, and when actually everyone could see that it wouldn't work out? You know some some things that we all know. We, we we probably all know what I'm talking about. But this is the kind of things I would ask him if I could, just to understand what his mind was at the time. It's not yeah. it's not to be, it's, it's not to be yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's mean not to him or anything. Business. It's it's, yeah. it's more to understand his way of thinking and his is is logic behind the, the choices you know that's it what about you Julio?
1: i guess of course uh be, besides thank you for uh for a good job uh um um yeah i could talk tactic but i i t- honestly i um i i don't think i have the level to 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 talk tactic much about him maybe i would strategy wise tell him like well you know Thank you for f- f- at least like, thank you for leaving now. Like you, you didn't leave, uh, you didn't leave earlier, but you could have left even earlier, right? Because apparently you felt I have a bit because some people are saying like, we don't really know what happened. Why is it going away? And I don't think it's the true reason. I think it's the true reason, but I think the timing could have been a bit different. It still, well... came... It still came back from Brazil and you know like uh, he, he was always
0: a... um he was always going to need to come back anyway to say goodbye and collect his stuff and
1: probably yeah and probably. His property. but but i guess okay. you know when when we look at what's that's happened, a long you... trip to clock in
0: though <laughs> <laughs> no but i guess when we look at what's happened right and and this is where you know we look we know longer we know that he's he's not he's not a clown that he's a bit organized the minimum you know that he, he he likes to have things lined up so when you look at the timing, and it's a good segue into our next our next discussion because Adam's going to join us. Um, and then it, it's it's you know when you look at how quickly we we found a replacement, Igor Trudor, It sort of makes you think that you know, they said Sampoli, yeah, come back, we'll sort everything out administratively, but you know let's let the club manage the timeline um, so that we can find a successor and find an agreement with him and get it all sorted. Um, and yeah it's you know it doesn't look very random when you look back seriously on the timing you sort of go this was a bit premeditated
1: it, it looks in a, a way different. yeah 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 at least in the last weeks yeah yeah, yeah. i i think it's what we said like uh, some some uh some um some people from om went to went to brazil and they had a chat with him over the the mercato and the chat didn't go well and already then but I, I almost think like in a way he could have almost almost decided already at almost one week after the season but maybe but it's a bit difficult because the season ended up so much on a high on a high that it's a bit difficult to say right it was great but but i'm off you know so adam
0: thanks for joining us um i'm I'm sure stefan's spoken to you and and jeremy referred this so Mm -hmm. just to introduce you're from the uh italian anglo pods if that's correct
3: yeah, so it's from the Anglo-Italian podcast. Sorry, um, yeah. That's okay, no problem. And uh, yeah, it started off as a duo. Um, so oh. myself and my other co-host from another podcast, who you'll see just behind me on the screen here for those. Um, but yeah, we joined their podcast. And uh, yeah, we, we pretty much talk about European football, but also more importantly, Serie A and Premier League. So yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously I've got a good handle on Serie A and obviously there's a lot to talk about when we come to talk about Marseille as well. So, uh,
0: if you, so how, tell it a little bit more about yourself before we go into, into the topic of the night. What's Because from what I've seen, you're a Wiccan Mundras fan yeah well, correct European football where's the passion
3: <laughs> I think I've just got one of those kind of appreciations for just football in general so um yeah I, I, Not I many think people well, in
0: the UK have that good man yeah
3: exactly I, I would uh, refer to myself as one of those geeks when I was a kid like looking through the Rothmans books you know kind of kind of delving into the history of other clubs and just being intrigued I suppose um I suppose part of it is I'm half Polish so um got a half Polish like heritage as well. Ooh. So obviously I speak the language and um yeah keep in touch with all my family on that side of things. But yeah, in terms of general football, you know, I've just got that appreciation for European football. And I suppose if we talk about Serie A, I think it was all born about from the uh Serie A kind of series that we saw on Channel 4. So you yeah. know, James Richardson, you know, presenting with the likes of Peter Brackley and Co. So you know, I enjoyed Serie A in my youth, and I suppose not many did. They kind of saw the Premier League as the gospel, but um, as time has gone by, I think we started to appreciate more European football. So.
0: Oh, we, could, yeah. we could debate this for hours, Syria was A back then in the mid 90s was the Premier League before the Premier League, wasn't it, in a way? Yeah it, was,
3: yeah, it was exciting times, to be fair. You used to gobble up all the talents from across the globe, didn't they? So, um, all the
0: best South yeah. American talent, especially yeah. back at, due to Ronaldo. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. What um no thanks for joining us and obviously you know thanks for for offering your insight into into Igor Trudel who's our new manager but I guess what do you know first of all what do you know about Marseille and and um yeah yeah
3: so I I know you know relatively kind of historical bits so you know the Champions League runs um I, I suppose of more recent times then I'll associate myself with Arkadiusz Milik um and yeah I'm intrigued by his progress at the moment at Marseille but. You know I, I suppose if i was to summarize marseille it seems to be a series of fans venting their frustrations at the club at times and i suppose i don't, I don't know if that's a good kind of picture but <laughs> very it's, very, it's a very exciting time at marseille right so you've got these owners that are trying to kind of build a club at the moment um probably i suppose unfairly when you see what psg are doing to just that french league just in general um but yeah, I think it's exciting at the same time that Marseille are kind of trying to gun at them. And I think, you know, you've got a good opportunity now. Um, potentially, it sounds like they're dwindling their kind of finances at PSG, maybe holding back. We'll wait and see, won't we? Obviously, Galtier has been announced today. So, um, yeah, it be very interesting to see how that developed but certainly I mean Fonseca's recently joined at Lille as well so it'd be mm-hmm. very interesting to see how he pans out um, and obviously you've got the new clubs that have just recently joined so it'd be very exciting to see how they pan out as well in this season because I think obviously shock around Bordeaux going down but I think it was was expected to an extent so um,
0: yeah, they've, yeah. Been, they've been sliding for a few years yeah so.
3: exactly so yeah um, Marseille in general I'd say Always one of those clubs that seem to aspire, but um, yeah, we so seem to have a pretty a, good record against
0: uh, against Serie A teams as well because we we well, we, mm. we Milan I think have got a pretty instant Milan with their bogey team in Europe. I checked this the other day. Um, we, we I think we've knocked them out more often than, than they've beaten us. Um, <laughs> AC Milan obviously we won the final against them in 93 and then there's a history there as well. But I think we played them early 2010s and stuff in the group stage mm. of Champions League and, and lost, but also drew. So, it's, yeah, we seem to hold our own regularly. So it Definitely. brings us on to the subject, which is our new manager, Mr. Tudor. So mm. how is he viewed in Syria?
3: I think... Um If I were to describe Tudor, you have that famous meme of uh, no pillow, no party. Well, actually, it should be no Tudor, no party, because he's quite an exciting kind of coach at the moment. Um, And I think he took Serie A by surprise last season, especially when he joined Hellas Verona, uh, was back in September, took over Di Francesco. And I think the expectations were just stabilise the club. You know, they were on a bad run. And, you know, they didn't want them dwindling that low down in the table. But what he managed to do was galvanise that club and, you know, pull off some amazing results along the way. Um, So I think the one thing that you'll get with Tudor is he seems to play a quite compact style of football um, that looks at counter-attacking predominantly. Um, Not much about possession, I have to say, but what he does is high-intensity press and... You know with the squad that he had he got the best out of them so a lot of um, probably outsiders will recognize the name of Giovanni Simeone uh, son of Diego and he was yeah, we, we've really, really him good, good for, actually for a couple of years <laughs> mm, yeah but not just him, I mean, you've got the wing backs, for example, so Darko um, uh, Markovic as well. You've got, for example, Davide, Ferroni, um, um, Burak as well, and Diego Capreri. So you've got a, a number of players that are probably not the household kind of type of players, I'd say. Um, but the interesting bit about Halas Verona and the way Tudor start, started to play with them was, you know, high-intensity games, Never going to be one of those teams to uh, sort of defend for their life, shall we say? But it was very interesting games. I mean, in the Verona derby, for example, uh, where they took on Venezia, for example, ended up in a 3 4 win and a 3 1 win for Hellas Verona. You've also got examples against the Swallow earlier in the season where they won 4 2. So, yeah. What I would say to Marseille fans is get yourselves geared up for some exciting football. It's going to be end to end. You'll be pulling your hair out um, and hopefully you'll be uh, loving what he brings to you. But it will be interesting to obviously see how he kind of develops that style of tactics, I'd say, because he kind of favours the 3-4-3 or 3-5-2. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where the likes of Dimitri Payet, for example, plays in that role as well.
0: Yeah, he likes um, in, in that system. He seems to have two strikers and then one, 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 so one striker and then two behind, or two strikers and one behind. Mm,
3: that's correct. So he likes to press high up the field, um, normally in packs of three as well. Um, that does leave you a bit short sometimes if you've got someone that has good possession, you know, they can keep the ball and, you know, I suppose ping it around. So I suppose that's the only negative about Tudor style is it's quite high intensity in that respect. So, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what he brings to that French league and just generally for Marseille.
0: Yeah, we, we, we're all curious. I think, you know, obviously we're, we're like, shit, our manager's resigned and then we quickly appointed mm. a replacement and it's like, it's a bit left field, you know? It's like um initially we were we were linked or well, some of the press were linking us with uh, with the Zerbi, which seems mm. a lot more similar to Pauli style in terms of possession and, and control build-up and all of that. But, We've gone for an um, ambitious and bold choice, and, and bold literally. Yeah, definitely. Stefan's going to love that one. Um, but I guess <laughs> in terms of, because he he seems you know he's, the guy's had a great career. He played for Juventus, for God's yeah. sake. He the Juventus during, uh, Juventus during the golden age was Zidane and, David mm. and all of those players, and so he's, he's worked with some of the best coaches. He was he was recently sort of. Um, well, hyped up by Marcello Lippi himself, so that's a, a decent endorsement, mm. I guess. I think that one of the questions that we had internally was, what you know, was he was he linked with a potential top job in Italy, and and is is he ready to step up to to the level of, the, of a club that's playing Champions League?
2: I think it's going to
3: be interesting to see how this pans out because um yeah prior to that he didn't have too much managerial experience he's had a few stints at Hajduk Split for example had a chance at Galatasaray which didn't end up too well he had a good spell at Udinese in his first spell with them and then they couldn't come to an agreement so he got moved on by mutual consent and so he came back second spell wasn't as fruitful for him um but certainly I think what has endured a lot of Serie A fans to him is the style of football. So I think very similar to Simeone and Zaghi going to into Milan from Lazio, I think, you know, they're kind of craving this kind of exciting style of football at the moment and certainly he will kind of endure fans to that style of football because you know you're going to get entertainment that's for sure um can he do it I suppose at a bigger club I mean there's a lot more prestige and that's no disrespect to Hellas Verona but certainly more prestige at Marseille so From my point of view, um, it's going to be a bit of a test. But again, I think he's got a solid kind of set of shoulders on him. He knows what he wants to achieve. And I think as long as he's given that opportunity, and this is where I sort of think with Marseille, whether he will be given the opportunity, but certainly if he has like a bad run, will it get to him? Um, So, yeah, from my point of view, I think he's got the credentials, certainly um, as long as the fans get behind his style of football, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean we, we, we're quite fiery, so I guess if he if he starts off well, um, yeah. and luckily you know here in the UK they're coming here for a couple of their pre-season games. So I'm, I think they're playing Middlesbrough and, and Betis. So I'm mm. of us going out to see them against Betis. So we'll, I guess we'll have our answer. Right, that's like <laughs> the third or fourth game of pre-season. So we'll be we'll be watching very closely with with Stefan and, and the lads, thinking, oh, do we like what we see? What kind of systems are you using? Um, I, I hate for this to be too scripted. Though. This is this is the last question for me, and this was what we what we'd sort of come up with in the group, and then mm-hmm. went, well, you, you guys can go ahead. But you know, we're really we're quite early still in the transfer window, based mm. on on, you know, we, we know coaches, there are a few like Guardiola. he likes to have his 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 defensive midfielders that make tactical fouls and break up play and that are sort of deep playmakers but but generals. We know Klopp likes his his energetic, high pressing players. Does, does Tudor have a similar style, and, and I'm just asking this in the sense of, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because we're early in the transfer window and, and we've got we're going to make signings. What what type of, of profile do you think he's likely to go for?
3: I think he's going to make sure that they are energetic style of players, um, those that can handle the ball, but are kind of, I suppose, streetwise as well. I think that's the kind of right word to use when it comes to Aiko Tudor. He kind of wants to make sure that they're battling and ensure that they're ready for every opportunity. I don't think there's a a particular style or type of player that he looks for, but I think it's whatever suits the formation. And I think this is where I'm kind of alluding to with uh, his move to Marseille. It'd be very interesting to see how he blends the current bunch of players that Sampali kind of assembles and then makes it his own, I suppose is the right terminology of this. Um, Yeah, I think it would be very interesting because, you know, I think French football gets a bad label sometimes as being kind of, yeah methodical maybe you know quite easy but actually you know it's those big games that really count I suppose as well um yeah, it's so quite,
0: it's quite um it's quite physical and tactical yeah so people mm. yeah you might people get the wrong impression that you know and and, and it's quite funny because this this criticism comes from the UK and it's like well, oh, look at look at the, the you know the top 20 signings in the Premier League of the last 20 years most of them are exactly. like the UK, so yeah. it's it's quite exactly. a big thing but no fa- thanks for the insight that that was it for for my questions but julien alban do you guys have any uh
1: alban you want to go or um or should or c- can i go go for it um yeah go go. Go, go go for it okay. go for it, i mate. can go uh hi adam hi uh, hi um yeah i was wondering uh, maybe that's gonna be a bit like specify like a bit specific question but um mm-hmm. do you know do you know anything about uh or uh, how is on a how would i say like on a on a um, kind of relationship with players and this style of management more not more on the on the tactical level but more mm-hmm. on the on the human level and on the... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm a bit maybe I'm I'm a bit uh, worried about some of our characters like uh, like Payette, mm-hmm. like a yeah, yeah. Payet and and a few of these players mm-hmm. and um you know especially that some of our players like Ganduzi and Payet and a few others had a very strong bond Mm -hmm. with uh, Sampaoli Mm -hmm. and uh it's gonna be I think part of the how the season will take off for us I think will be one of the key questions will be um how how do the guys like uh you know go on step in the boat with uh with with Tudor and how do you see that that could work or not or yeah no very good
3: very good question um I think there's two parts to this so If we talk about his spell at Juventus as assistant manager, he's obviously been in that kind of environment. Um, By all accounts, the players really dug into his philosophies and really enjoyed his kind of training uh, sessions as well. So I think from that point of level, you know, where he had the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, for example, in that squad, I think he can obviously play with those egos uh i say that lightly because obviously i don't want to kind of portray anyone as having an ego in marseille either but i'm sure a lot of people kind That's of associate Payet true, to yeah. it but yeah <laughs> um, but also on a second level i think if you look at giovanni simeone as well um he was a player that was crushed on confidence i think there was a few moves that were touted for him at the time after his move from at fiorentina he ended up at calgary didn't have a fantastic season and then ended up at Hellas Verona. And for him to be the fourth top goal scorer in Serie A kind of tells you a story of how he became more of a man, more of a player. Um, he kind of associates his form to Tudor and the way that they play their football. But more importantly, he said he enjoyed his football. Um, you know, he was making sure that every other game he was scoring more goals. And um, there's that famous, where he, uh, famous game shouldn't say where he scored four Goals And he was looking for the next one and he associated it to uh, watching films on Rambo, uh, believe it or not. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just interesting to see that I think he's an all rounder because you've got that sense of he can get the best out of players that are probably... Need a bit more time to nurture, but also at the same time, I think he can handle those big egos in the squads and maybe those that maybe don't kind of fit that team philosophy. He'll certainly get try anyway, I would say, try and get the best out of that team to work as a team. So I think through that style of football, he will try to maintain as best as he can. I appreciate Guendouzi has got a loose cannon at times as well, but I think he will kind of manipulate that ego as well.
2: Hey Adam. Hey. Um I just I, I I was just thinking of a question. Actually it's not it's not really about Tudor. It's mm-hmm. more about someone that he's associated with. Um mm-hmm. what can you tell us about uh Mauro
3: Cameronese? Cameronese. Oh yeah, because apparently he's yeah.
2: coming he's coming he's in, the number two. In Tudor he's yeah, he's assistant. the number two in Tudor staff. So I was wondering yeah. if you knew anything about about his role about what he does about what's his, what, what what his association with Tudor what's like you yeah. know yeah i mean C-
3: Camaronesi will probably stem from his juventus days as a player so that's mm-hmm. where the association has first started but i think one of the things that that squad had is the kind of team build aspect so i think he's always kept in contact with his ex-pros that played in that juventus team and um yeah, by all accounts, Cameronese has been dipping in between Italy and Argentina, um, doing his coaching badges. And yeah, I th- it'll be interesting actually to see how he pans out. But I, I think this is the thing Cameronese was an interesting character just generally um, when you hear stories about what he got up to at Serie A and in particular for Juventus. But he was kind of, I think, hothead but with a bit of skill and flair, kind of reminds me of Dimitri Payet when we're talking about it. But yeah, I think he will kind of help those kind of players and maybe pass on his experiences, being that he's an ex-World Cup winner as well. So, you know, he's going to help that squad, I think, in terms of mentality as well as what I suppose they're going to try and set out to achieve at Marseille. So, I think just to keep it nice and brief, I think he will just help Tudor get that philosophy across um, and potentially, obviously, when it comes to game management, then offer something alternatively to maybe certain scenarios where maybe you guys aren't controlling a game. So I think he's going to be an interesting kind of character for that background team, background staff. Um, So, yeah, very
0: interested myself to see how that goes if you um sorry i'm I'm back again <laughs> except I'm, I'm just going to the on the signing thing um if if there was a player that was you know sort of available in syria that the you you think would, would be a typical Trudeau player who would it be mm. i mean i'm talking obviously affordable and, and but that fits his style and that fits his sort of character do, do you have any do you have one name that you you could think of
3: just trying to think who's available right yes, now but I mean <laughs> the obvious one that comes to mind would be um probably Dries Mertens uh yes, the so reason we've been linked why to Mertens, yeah we're
0: getting into Vecino as well from from Inter yeah. who's uh, who's available on the free I mean, I, I from what you've said and I, I've been I've been saying this for months anyway because I follow mm. Arsenal but I've always fancied Lucas Torreira and we need the number six mm.
3: I, yeah I, he, he
0: just seems to fit that mold from what you're describing
3: Yeah, certainly. I mean, he's a box-to-box type of player as well, Lucas Torreira. And certainly I think there's business to be done with Arsenal again here. Um, But yeah, thinking about Dries Mertens, I just feel like he's that kind of class kind of forwards that can run and, you know, uh, create opportunities
0: as well. Yeah,
3: Yeah, exactly. So I think (laughs) from my point of view, he's um it's interesting that obviously Napoli didn't decide to extend his contract given that Insigne has gone to Toronto as well so from my point of view I think that's a missed opportunity I'm surprised no kind of bigger clubs have gone for him I mean, if I was to say another alternative is Belotti, Andres Belotti, someone that's a target man that can hold up the ball, that can score goals. For example, he's available on a free at the moment. So, again, um, he'd be a good kind of target man to have in that squad. I appreciate you've got quite a lot of forwards anyway at Marseille. But yeah, I I would say one of those two potentially. But again, Torreira is a very good shout, I'd have to say.
1: If I um, um, if I understand well, there also would have been at least a a good two or three players from uh, from Hellas Verona that that could have that could definitely fit in our squad to give also yeah. a, a little or, so, or an idea of the level because some of the reactions of the Marseille fans was like Hellas Verona is not OM and extra 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 yes it's not OM but what I mean is also the difference of level exists between these two teams but it's not as huge as it is you know like considering that french football is is you know seriously still even though Serie A is not in his glory days we are still seriously behind the Serie a in in at a lot of levels and mm-hmm. um, and you know like marseille would be it would be a very good season for the for om if they could be top 5 top 6 in Serie A. so mm-hmm. with uh, with Veron. Ninth last season, and if I yes, remember well, correct, yeah. uh, fighting, fighting uh, uh, most of the time for the for a spot in uh in Europa League conference. Mm-hmm. So you know, they 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 dropped a bit towards the end, but they, but they were strong. So um, do you know if there if there would be uh, I've I've heard there's been some um some talks about uh, uh could it be possible that uh that some players from from Verona would uh would make the jump and uh. And uh, and come with uh, with Tudor to Marseille. Is it a is it a yeah, possibility or? or?
3: I, I mean, if you put it to a Hellas Verona player, I'm sure they would be up for it. Um, and that's no disrespect to Verona, but certainly I think the standards are slightly there. They're different, aren't they? So. From my point of view, yes, they will certainly jump at the opportunity. Where do I see certain players maybe fitting in? I think it will be the wing-backs, potentially. So, David Veroni or Darko Lazovic, for example, potentially mm-hmm. as the wing-backs. Um, other than that, then, yeah, maybe... And this, um,
1: this so. uh, Regista, or uh, or uh, <laughs> almost attacking midfielder, from, um, is yeah. it from Croatia also?
3: Yeah, so they've got the what Burak, who is name Cruz, name the, the Czech Republic, Republic
1: player. Yeah, Czech Republic. Um, yeah, I, I, I've heard good things about
3: this guy. Yeah, he's created a lot of opportunities last season, scored as well a number of goals last season. I think I want to say off the top of my head it's about six goals, Um, but created mm-hmm. a lot more opportunities. And I think that's the other thing to say is that he will kind of... And this is where maybe I think in my head that's Dimitri Payet's kind of ter- territory, but I don't know what you guys think personally. But yeah, certainly Burak would be someone that would certainly uh, maybe increase the ability that you have in your squad. So I think as a player that fit in your squad and rotate, then yeah, great alternative.
0: It's, you mentioned him earlier, and, and plus you guys saw him quite a bit in Syria. Is Milik... Likely to benefit from from Tudor's style.
3: I, uh, you know, I'm gonna say this with a hat of Poland as well. Um, But yeah, I think he certainly will do, whether he gets the opportunity, because I believe there's a bit of a click between him and Payet, and I don't know whether them two get along. But certainly, you know, I always feel like he's a very underrated striker, really. I'm surprised when there was rumours that he could have been sold in January for £10 million. I I was like, you know, any club should be trying to snap him up because... Yeah, he's a talented bloke. Um, it's just unfortunate. They seem to get injuries all the time.
0: Um, yeah, he's, he's got quite a, quite the injury prone. I, I think, yeah. That, yeah, the rumours of the departure, I think it's, you know, it, we, we all see this with different clubs. He, he was a bit of victim of the system and a victim of the fact that he didn't have a pre-season because he did his knee last year. Mm. Um, and then he comes back and the team's already in place with a false nine system. And it took, for a few months, we we're doing better without him on the pitch, sadly. So he was Mm. always facing an uphill struggle, and then he'd come on. I remember I was at a game in in February, he scored the hat-trick, and then he was benched for three games. And that obviously creates tension with the manager and and, and probably some of the players who who are playing instead of him. But I guess in in terms of the system and the build-up, he's not really a target man, is he? I mean, I've I've never thought he was a target man. He's more of a a poacher type. You know, he can link up, but he he likes to touch the ball. But the problem is, is he... always becomes a problem when when you're in the system and and the striker drops too deep and that's why i'm curious to 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 have a manager finally because he's 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 got three years left on his contract with marseille so either we sell him Mm. or either we try and get the best out of him and i'm just curious i was curious to know if tudor if that that profile of player up front is is something he'll look to to definitely work to his strengths or
3: Yeah, I I think you'll definitely kind of see the value in Milik. Um, You can't underestimate the seasons that he had at Napoli, for example. So, I mean, you know, he played that supporting role, but he also became one of the top goal scorers for Napoli as well. So, you know, from that point of view, um, he, he's got the all-round game. I think there's always that question mark as well at the international level when it comes to Poland. Where does he actually fit? Because Lewandowski's there, for example. And, you know, we, we I suppose from a Poland national perspective, we kind of see it as... We're blessed with so many of these strikers, but actually they don't fit a system. Um, And that's the same scenario, it sounds like, with Marseille. Um, Great striker, but where does he fit? Um, But yeah, I I think if you play to his strengths and build a team around him to an extent, and I'm not saying he should be the focal point, but certainly if you can play to his strengths. And I think this is the other thing with French football. There's going to be certain games that he's suited better for as well. So, you know, he's much more of a build-up type of player, Playing it on the ground, and you know, he can do the all-round game, sure, because you know he's proved that at Ajax as well. But yeah, from my point of view, he's got the attributes to be a success at Marseille. It's just whether Marseille will stick at it and give him the opportunity.
0: Adam, <laughs> guys, we'll wrap it up there because we've we've taken a lot of Adam's time. But also, I've got to send the recording to Steph. But um, Adam, a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Jeremy for setting this up um you know
1: I've, thank I've, you adam I,
0: I've thank definitely you listened to, to you guys as well because I've, I've taken a, a recent well I've rekindled my interest in syria in recent years now that the juventus monopoly is over um, <laughs> yes but certainly you know if you ever need a, a Liga expert or anything or, or french football, oh, expert, football on any of us but thanks for joining you've done us a massive favor i guess we can we can be excited about our new manager and see you guys next time we record but thanks everybody have a good night.
3: Cheers, everyone. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Thank
0: you. Cheers.